everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Heme Consults podcast. I'm your host, Chayosian Wemina, and it is such a pleasure to be talking with you today. I am excited to bring today's episode called Finding Community in Academia. Yes, I'm your host, Chayosian Wemina, hematologist, physician scientist, educator, and more. And we are talking about finding community in academia. The theme scripture for today is Psalm 133, verse 1. And I just want to encourage you, O woman of color in hematology, that you are made to be in community. You are never meant to fight this battle alone. You are never meant to be on this journey by yourself. And if you look around and you don't see anybody to support you, you feel lonely, you feel isolated, I want to encourage you that that's not the way it should be. And I want to encourage you that you should not be satisfied with being isolated or feeling isolated and that there is a community for you. There's a community that is waiting to welcome you with open arms, to love on you, support you, and help you succeed. And I invite you to get up from your place of loneliness and isolation and find the community that will embrace you. They are waiting They don't even realize that you're by yourself because if they did, they would come after you. I just want to encourage you to get up from the place that you are and find that community that is already waiting to receive you with open arms. Okay. So I am excited today to talk about finding community in academia, finding community in academia. And this episode is so resonant because in the last week, I've attended two conferences (laughs) and one conference was a gathering of scientists. And so I am an awardee of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation through the AMFDP grant. And for those of you who don't know what that stands for, it's the Harold Amos Medical Faculty Development Program Award that um, for me comes through the American Society of Hematology. And American Society of Hematology is a partner on this award with Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. But the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation also has other partners that it administers the grant with. But by itself, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation funds scholars on this particular award. It's a career development award. And they have their scholars gather at least once a year to get updates from all of the all of the fellows. And this was my final year. I've been part of that community for the last four years. And part of our time there was during the pandemic. So it's really been the last two years where we've done anything in person. And so it was a phenomenal meeting. It was a phenomenal meeting. And why was it phenomenal? (laughs) Was it all the science that was so amazing? Yes, the science is amazing. And people at the conference are doing amazing things. But what was so amazing is just the community, the community of people who came together, so inspiring, so encouraging, so loving, so warming, so warm, so welcoming. It was just such an amazing experience because when I think about all the experiences I have in academia, this may be the one big scientific environment in which there's so much warmth and friendliness and kindness and people lifting each other up and suggesting ways to move forward. And that is not always the norm in academia. And so 
I, I moved from that conference to another conference, which was more along the lines of a business conference. And again, just surrounded by a community of physicians who are just warm and loving and welcoming and people coaching me <laughs> through my challenges. It was phenomenal. And so at the end of those two meetings, I am looking back on the week and recognizing how amazing it was and how fortunate I am to be surrounded by such amazing community. And so it is reflecting upon this experience that I come to talk to you today about this issue of the need to find community in academia. And I think the first thing I want to share is that life is meant to be lived in community. Like nothing works except we are in relationship. And you know, many times people talk about, when people talk about the relationships, when people talk about relationships, many times they're thinking about, okay, paired relationships where you're with your significant other. And yes, those are amazing. However, I'm really just talking about relationships in general. Relationships are the source of life. Your friends, your family, the people you do work with, they are the source of life. Like nothing happens until somebody else shows up or until somebody else has a need, until somebody else has a problem. Relationships are everything. And life is meant to be lived in community. And so why is it that some of us feel so alone and so isolated even when we are in the middle of community? Why is that? And we know why it is, because there's a sense of not belonging. Belonging is such a fundamental human need, the need to belong to a community, but not just to belong, but to feel like we belong, to feel like we're a part of the community. And sometimes there's the challenge of communities that we belong to that don't seem to accept us for who we are. Or if they accept us, they're saying, well, after you have become this person, then I can accept you. And fundamentally, we know it's not the way it's supposed to be. And sometimes we decide that, okay, well, I guess I can't be part of this community. And we go off to be by ourselves in a corner. Or we say, well, why don't I work hard to be a member of this community? And you jump through hoops and you try so hard to meet the requirements of this community. And then you find out that you're still failing. And so I think sometimes there's a dichotomy and actually probably everything in between where there are some people who are, have just decided that this is not com- the community for me. I'm just going to go sit in a corner. I'm going to just, just, just go sit in a corner and be by myself and try to figure this thing out on my own. So that's one extreme. And the other extreme is that I'm going to keep doing everything I can, I can to be part of this community and whatever happens, I'm going to be part of this community no matter what. And the reality is that the person who is completely isolated is not happy. And the person who is jumping through so many hoops to be accepted by the community is also not happy. And so while on the one hand, we can't do this in isolation, we need to be in community. On the other hand, communities that don't accept us for who we are are not communities that are easy to be part of and actually at the end of the day, if we stay part of them, they wear us down. And so we need community. And the answer is not isolation. The answer is not to try to do it by yourself. The answer is to find community. The second thing that comes to me from that is that there is a difference 
between communities that lift up and communities that pull down, there is a difference. There is community that lifts up and community that pulls down. And the reason that we can feel the difference is because of the experience we feel at the end. It's like, how do I feel at the end of having hung out with this community? Do I feel ashamed? Do I feel disgusted with myself? Do I feel inadequate? Do I feel inferior? These are the signs that we're not in a community that lifts up. It's a sign that we're in a community that pulls down. But when we're in a community that lifts up, at the end of our interactions, we feel engaged. We feel excited. We feel energized. We feel so full of enthusiasm. We just feel so, so elated. We feel good. It feels good being part of a community where you are valued, where you are respected, where you are honored. It feels so good. And so if we can tell the difference between communities that lift up and communities that pull down, why do we tolerate communities that pull us down? Why? (laughs) Why do we do that? And maybe it's because we feel like there is no other option. I must belong to this community. There's nothing, nothing else for me but this community. I have to get into this community. Why do we feel like there's no other community for us and we insist on being part of communities that pull us down? And I want to say that there is a choice. We can feel the difference between both kinds of communities and there is a choice. And that's lesson number three. We can intentionally choose because we have a choice. We can intentionally choose communities that lift us. We can intentionally choose communities that lift us. Sometimes there's a sense that in academia, this is all that there is. People who pull each other down and compete with each other and try to sabotage each other or steal each other's work. Yes, there is a lot of that going on, but it doesn't have to be our reality. We get to choose. We get to choose. We get to choose communities that lift us up honor the work we do, that honor the person we are, that respect us, not because of what we've done, but because of who we are. We get to choose community. And we don't have to tolerate communities where we are not accepted for who we are. No matter what they tell you, we do not have to accept it. And so I invite you I invite you to consider your circumstance right now. Do you find yourself to be alone? Do you feel isolated? Do you feel lonely? And if you do, I just want to let you know that I sympathize with you and I recognize that you didn't choose the circumstances that have led you to feel isolated and alone. And I recognize that there was pain and there was hurt in that feeling of isolation. I also want to encourage you that the solution to your problem lies in your hand. It lies with you. You have the power to choose to go find a friend, to go find somebody else to connect with that sees you for who you are and hears your voice without you yelling. Don't stay by yourself. Don't stay isolated. 
Don't stay by yourself. Don't be alone. Go find a friend. Somebody else right now feeling isolated is looking for somebody else to encourage them and help them move forward. And so I want to invite you to be a friend. Go find a friend. Do not remain in isolation. And the second thing I want to tell you is that you've got to keep looking. Yes, it's not so straightforward. You go and you're surrounded by people who are toxic. You're surrounded by people who try to pull you down. But you can't stop at those people. Those people are right close to you. That's why they're so so big and bad in your life because they're so close to you. And so if you're going to find the community that's going to support you, you're going to have to move far from the people who are pulling you down and tearing you down. Because the people who will support you have also moved far from this kind of toxicity. So you're going to have to go find them. And so my encouragement to you is to keep looking until you find the right community. Keep looking until you find the right community. Keep looking. They are in hiding because they also don't want to be torn down. They also don't want to be pulled back. They also don't want to be discouraged or disparaged. So you got to keep looking until you find the right community. Keep looking until you find the right community. Keep looking until you find the place where you belong. Now, if you figure out for whatever reason that there is no such community, that you're only surrounded by people who don't want you to succeed, that you're only surrounded by people who tear you down and criticize you, then it is time for you to consider the hard work of creating the community you wish to see. Creating the community you wish to see. If really you are the only one and you can't find any community that will support you, it is time for you to create your own community and invite others to the table. And there are so many people waiting to be invited to the table. There are medical students, residents who've been isolated, rejected, treated poorly. And so you, if you would take on the mission, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to create the community that you wish to see and call others to be at the table. So I just want to encourage you that if you don't take those steps, nobody else might. And the community you seek may also be denied to other people as well. And so I want to invite you to consider doing things differently. I want to encourage you, a woman of color in hematology, that this journey is hard. It is challenging. But you are more than equal to the task. You are more than able to do everything to face every challenge that is set before you. But in reality, you are never meant to do any of it by yourself. Don't believe the lie that you're supposed to figure it out on your own. Don't believe the lie. Find someone who will help you move forward. And so I encourage you to please share this episode with somebody else who needs to hear it. And if there's someone who's still trying to figure out what is the right community for me to join, please, please reach out to me. I bet that I can make a connection for you if you cannot find someone to be connected with. There is always someone in the community, in your community, who can support you, who is like-minded. They're not obvious because they're not mainstream, but they are there. 
and I encourage you to do everything you can to find them. And if you cannot find them, please send me a DM. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn. Send me a DM and I will do what I can to connect you. All right. It is a pleasure to have spoken to you today. I look forward to the next time we talk. We can continue the conversation online at coagcoach.com. Until then, I will talk to you later. Have a great week. Bye-bye.